ain't a podcast that's flyer. You are now tuned in to Direct Misfire. Benson, you and Selick, tell everyone to tune in. Let's roll the dice, let me show you what we do win. A fantasy war game, play it smart and you win. What you know about the crystal pen and the retribution? Hero, hero, giants and knights galore. It's an adventure, this is Kings of War. Let's go. G'day champs and welcome once again to another Direct Misfire Missive. I'm your host Bensom and joining me today as always is Selick. Hey hey. As well as Hugh. I'm excited. <laughs> as we discuss some changes to the latest book release. The big 2022 rulebook? 23 rulebook? The latest rulebook 23. <laughs> I think it's 23. That's what we're going with. Which includes army updates and balance tweaks amongst other stuff. Yeah, we think so, it's called yeah, the pull- Gamers Compendium actually Benson. Oh, okay, Games Compendium. There you have it. Pull up a seat, grab a drink, and let's get into it. Okay, gents. So, the latest book, The Gamers Compendium, containing all the rules, a couple of different game modes, siege rules, uh, some extra fun stuff on there, as well as all the army lists, uh, which combines balances and all the stuff that's been released in previous books. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. One book to rule them all, as Ronnie would say. Yes, and speaking of Ronnie, he has provided us a review copy for us to peruse and sort of get our eyes on before many of you. I think there's a bunch that got uh, who bought it from the UK tournament, so it's out in the wild, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, what we've done is we've gone through and compared uh, the Easy Army lists with the book to sort of write down all the different changes that have appeared because they're not easy to find. Uh, and you might miss them unless you were sort of studying it. Uh, but today, we are going to go through a couple of our favourite changes. Uh, we'll do three each. We'll do three each. <laughs> three changes. And what I'm excited to to cover, I guess, in this with this book in future, as we go through a couple more episodes, as you said, Bensom, is just what this book's all about, I guess, which is a combination of all the publications that have existed for this edition, really. So if any mm. new players were to come along, you'd be like, just grab this one. You don't need a rule book. You don't need the um, the extended the army lists. Yep. You don't need uh, the erratas and things that have happened since or even the, um, even the Clash of Kings books that have added extra units and tweaked point costs and so forth. So this has every single army list as well as... Um, some new stuff for the core rules, like the, like you said, siege rules and some different game types, um, as well mm-hmm. as uh, the existing rules, which is written out beautifully, including, I presume, any uh, minor changes that have happened over the last few years. If So if you want all these stories and backgrounds and fluff and whatnot, that uh, are in the other books. So if you can really count on that, get the other books. But... Um... That's that's not what this one's about at all. Yeah, well, ninety four page ninety four to two hundred and eighty eight or something is army lists. So the vast majority of it, of course, is army yep. lists. Um, and then the first, uh, you know, fifty odd pages are the actual rules as before. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's the kind of whatever the difference there is, some alternative ways of playing the game and some extra new stuff to sort of try out some uh, an ambush siege rules and some different scenarios 
uh, slight mm. tweaks to magic and magic items. So, but th- let's em- we can't emphasize enough. These are small tweaks. They're a combination of the rules, as we said, that have changed a little bit over the last few years of this edition. But um, the actual new stuff, uh, especially with the army lists, are really small balance changes, tiny tweaks. They're not like overhauling armies. Yeah, I'm going to caveat here. Just one, the Twilight Kin. They had a massive overhaul out of the book. So they don't exist currently. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably the biggest change that you would notice from your army list, and I think that was sort of communicated by Mantic directly a couple of weeks back. Um, But the good thing is for all the new players coming in that are going to pick up this book, uh, it's not going to be changing for the next two to three years. Um, So. Okay, so this is it. Okay, so uh, host Shadow Beast on my goblins is never going to come back. But that's not what we're here for. We're here to give you a little bit of a sneak peek into some of the changes. Um, So we're not going to do just one episode and cover all the changes. That's too easy. We're going to do two or three smaller episodes, bite-sized chunks. Uh, And we're going to run through each episode, our top three um, that we've sort of been able to have a look at each. So it's going to be nine Mm -hmm. little leaks for all of our fans out there. That's right. We know all you Disney Plus viewers out there have been saying how you like the episodical (laughs) structure of just getting it leaked to you bit over bit instead of getting the whole season all at once. So we're going to give you that, uh, that experience. You're welcome. Fantastic. Great. The first army off the block is for the Abyssal Dwarfs. They got a a fair few changes, but my favorite out of all of them are the Berserkers. So what they have done is they've got a new option. Everything else is the same, but they've got a new option, uh, and that is to take Slayernets, is what they call them, which is basically instead for infantry and heavy infantry for 5 and 10 points for the troop and regiment. So it's not going to ensnare your cavalry or monsters. It's just the, the little troopies. But mm. um, given that extra... Uh, melee potential and defense against other foot troops is really nice and I like the Abysseldorf Berserkers if only Manta could make a plastic kid out of them that'd be great. Indeed, uh, Slayernets would be a confusing name given what Slayer does, they're actually called Slavernets so they're, Slavernets, they're okay. catching those cheeky <laughs> slaves uh, which That's is... because when I typed out the list I did a spelling error And it fits in the theme, right? Yes. Like Slavernets, yeah. like throwing nets over people, that's going to be a pain in the butt, and they obviously can't do your horses and monsters and things, but I or think that's them, a... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, they can't slay them, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's a really good move. It actually gives them a role, gives them a function, um, and I think that's uh, a, a really good one. Good good hmm. first pick, Benson. Yeah, I don't oh, know this thanks. for a fact, but I do hope that, as you said, Benson, that this is an indication that they're going to release some models for these because obviously they've got quite an extensive abyssal dwarf range but they're missing a few models and yeah this is one that like there are no uh, as far as i know berserkery looking dwarf models out there that have nets so mm, uh, no know, it sounds like a gap in the market all of a sudden <laughs> oh yes <laughs> all right so like tell us your top pick unfortunately in third edition when the phoenix came out it was a little bit underwhelming uh, it was very expensive at 195 points. It had relatively low nerve for its defense. So nerve was 14, 16 with only three defense. And yeah, it had regen four plus, but we all know how dice rolling goes. So it was very much an expensive support character and you couldn't really hide it because it was height six. So nobody ever took it. Didn't ever I see took it. it. You did. But <laughs> I it would, you only ever took it because you wanted a fire bed, right? Mantic took okay. You should. So they took that away and realized that nobody's taken it. Mantic actually has a Phoenix model as well. Um, So they 
completely reworked this one unit. So uh, they knocked off a little bit of its speed. Um, mm-hmm. So they lowered it down to eight. Uh, they kept its melee at three plus. They've actually given it a range attack rather than just fireball 10 and heal five. Um, so they gave it a fire spark. So that 18 inch 10 attacks with steady aim. So that's that's mm. all good. With uh, It's actually starting to get a bit more shooty. They did lower its attacks by two. So it went from five down to three. But this is the big kicker. The points. 145 points. So it's dropped by like 50 points. But its nerve has gone up by plus two. So 16, 18 now for 145. Ooh, Ooh, that pretty is tough tasty. for the points. Well, tough isn't the right word, given the defense, but... Hard to <laughs> kill uh, something. Hmm. So it still keeps its regen four plus um, in its like standard sort Which of form. Which is still good. Yeah. Um, and it still keeps its heal five. You'll notice that I haven't said that it radiance of life. It doesn't have radiance of life out of the box anymore. But listeners, it does have an option now to become an old phoenix or an ancient phoenix. So it lowers Ooh. its defense from three down to two, which is meh, who cares? Because it's old and feeble. Um, that's it. It does lose the nimble special rule because, once again, it's old. <laughs> and uh, it goes down to regeneration three plus. So it's a very reliable three plus mm. regen for that big chunky nerve. And now it gets both Radiance of Life and the Cloak of Death special rules for 30 points. So still only going up to 175 points, which is still, even still in that cheaper. upgraded form, 20 points cheaper. Phoenix, Ahoy, we are going to see these guys around. Uh, they're just going to be a super support, shooty, sort of plink damage sort of thing, but hopefully it gets some more table time. Yeah, it's a really interesting unit still. I like that they didn't change it by like just making it way better or way cheaper or something. They just um, drastically changed it but made it like still a weird unit, I guess. it's It's still got a special place. It's not just another dragony thing or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, it'll take a bit of finesse uh, because it's not nimble, but it's got a longer range now, but it's a bit more easy to to beat up with its lower defense, but uh, you also want to sort of keep it closer to your lines because of the Radiance of Life as well as Cloak of Death. But then it's also got good regen, so yeah, it's a, it'll take a bit of uh, playing to get to get right, I think, but I think it's a good change. Yeah, it's going to be hard to kill on a turn unless you charge it in combat to a flank. Mm. But it's, yep. And that... If particularly the upgraded version with Regen 3, it now almost becomes a little bit of a tar pit, but you can't really ignore it because it's got relatively reliable 10 attacks hitting on 4s. So, yeah, um, yeah it's interesting one. Interesting one, and I liked it. Mm. Hmm. All right, Hugh, what's your top pick? Okay, uh, one of my picks that I was interested in was a reduction in cost for bolt throwers. So this seems to be pretty much across the board. So it applies to Kingdoms of Men, their bolt thrower, the Goblin Sharp Stick Thrower, the uh, Northern Alliance Frozen Stuff Thrower or whatever it is, um, <laughs> yeah. Elves Bolt Thrower. Uh, they're f- about 15 points down across the board. Some are slightly different, like the the Elven one goes down 10 points but gets a really weird option, which is uh, Null and Void Bolts, which makes units wounded gains spell ward for a turn so make it harder for your it's, opponent to cast bane charm on their units and stuff like that so they're actually they're called null void bolts but i like them as null and void bolts i think <laughs> they're null <laughs> and void yeah useless <laughs> well um it's an interesting option anyway but for the most part uh forgetting the uh 
slightly weird elven upgrade option, which I'm all for. I'm all for weird upgrades. Um, all the uh, bolt throwers that were like you, you really did just never see these. Um, mm. You saw yeah. the occasional war machine for sure, and it's usually of the various different catapult varieties. Um, but mm-hmm. bolt throwers were pretty unheard of, and I think they recognised that perhaps with only a couple of shots, which they tend to have, they're just too low impact, and um, mm. people weren't bringing them along. So they made them a bit cheaper, which I think is a good solution. So they're still not like super high impact. They're not sl- out there slaying regiments, uh, and they're not yep. just sort of have a few more attacks, which would make them pretty much similar to a catapult. Uh, they've still got a bit of a different niche, but they are that really cheap war machine option now, even more so than than before. Hmm. Oh, viable. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a great move. Keeping them a little bit cheap and lean. Uh, the way that best way to think about it, particularly for me, probably not for you guys, is that that saving from like a, a mortar or a rock lobber, etc., down to this bolt thrower is a little item, um, hmm. which you can fit nicely now across uh, some of the new units. Yeah, or across mm-hmm. like three war machines, it's like almost another bolt thrower. <laughs> so yeah. you could spam these things if you had enough unlocks, which of course it's the uh, big question but particularly for like gobos and humans uh i could see you know someone considering uh what if i tweak my list so i can get two bolt throwers in instead of my one catapult or whatever it might be and yeah, it's it's just makes it a more Three interesting option too yeah hmm. yes yeah. cool all right let's go to my favorite army and most played army the goblins, goblins. or goblins as everyone else calls them <laughs> so there's, there's a, again, the goblins have got some good changes, or interesting changes. Uh, one of them being the goblin slasher. So no one takes this just because it's a naff giant. But now it'll have a purpose and a place. So what has happened? So all the stats are the same, except that it now has a unit strength of two as opposed to one. Ooh. Uh, and in addition to its... Um, Aura option, you can now exchange the sharp six thrower that comes built in with a war trumpet. Uh, so it's basically like the war trombone. It's 12-inch range, hits on fours with piercing one, steady aim, and that costs you 10 points more. So nice. that seems like a pretty juicy kit now. Unit strength two with a, a pretty reasonable uh, close combat shot. I think that's quite solid. Yeah, that's a great change. And Mantic's got that model as well. A very nice model. I think you've got one painted up. Yep. 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 Really enjoyed that one. That was quite good. So now I'll have more reason to take it. Mm. And unit strength two on a one base, like a, yeah, a that's, Titan base, isn't it? That's, that's new. Yeah. Big. Big yeah, change. That's a massive change. Um, I like that they're actually going down. I think we mentioned this on one of our giant episodes. I forget what we were talking about, but we wanted like titans and giants to have unit strength too so yeah good change i think i feel like the gun is almost an auto take um because it is quite a bit points. better yep. than the fairly low impact bolt thrower uh hmm. i say better but of course i guess on the other hand if your creature's up there in combat maybe you don't shoot it that often you probably only shoot it once maybe twice a game um but it's a pretty cheap upgrade for one or one or two shots a game that seems quite worthwhile to me the sharp six never, the sharp six thrower never hit anything. So just mm. being able to throw some uh, better hitting attacks is nicer. On that really high height as well, um, it helps out a fair bit. So you can shoot over the top, hit some characters, etc. Yep, mm. and it's a really cool model. So more reason to take it. 
Too bad you just <laughs> spent all that time converting that sharp stick on top, right, Benson? Don't have to. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll uh, <laughs> to fix that one. To rip it off. Just take it I'm off and sure put it on a base because now sharp stick throws 15 points. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, what's your number two? So my number two is actually my next army to be, which is the dwarves. Um, so this one here, I was always making like doing my hypothetical list building. Um, and there's one unit that I really wanted to take, and that was the Dwarf Lord on Large Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, but at 200 points, uh, it just wasn't cutting a mustard. Um, so it's still good. I would say it was okay. Um, but against the rest of the list, I don't think it really stacked up. Mm. Mantic and the Rules Committee has taken that away, and they've come back and removed 25 points. So it's down to 175 points. So that's a Speed 7 Large Cav... 3 plus melee, 7 attacks, still got its 15, 17 nerve. Uh, all of the crushing strength and thunderous charge haven't changed. Headstrong, inspiring, nimble, etc. It's pretty good. I mean, that, that defense 6 is very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 25 points is a, a big saving. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Was mm. it bad before? I didn't really think of it as bad before. No, I wouldn't say it was bad. Uh, it just wasn't. I thought it was uh, the points were slightly high mm-hmm. uh, for its impact because it is thunderous charge too. So after that charge, you just get stuck. Mm-hmm. Nice one, Ooh. nice one. Um, for my next change, I'm not sure why I'm in a bit of an elfy mood today. I suppose, but I just really liked <laughs> the changes to the elves. So the uh, the other change that was elf related is actually for the Silver Breeze Cavalry that I want to hit you with. There's a small cost reduction kind of across the board for um, elves. What have hooves? And, uh, you know, they're, they're horsey friends. <laughs> yeah. But Silver Breeze Cavalry in particular caught my eye because this is one of the biggest um, points changes. The The majority of these tweaks in this book, guys, is really small. Sort of five points here, ten points there. But this is uh, 15 points off the troop of Silver Breeze Cav, 20 points off the regiment, and 30 points off the Windborn, the, uh, the Silver Breeze Cav that are extra special. So mm. that's a really hefty decrease in points. And I already liked these guys. And I think that for me, at least, they're very elfy. They're not just like, I'm a chunky cavalry and I have pointy ears or I'm a fighty infantry guy and I have pointy ears. They're, they're actually like <laughs> sneaky assholes that run around the battlefield shooting <laughs> from a distance and annoying your opponent, which to me, that's what an elf really is all about. So mm. Silver Breeze, Cav, Regiment Armies or at least armies chucking a regiment of these guys in or so, um, perhaps a bit more likely now, and uh, I'm, I'm here for it. Pretty much if you had or you were using like some horsey people with 16 attacks, um, I think they all pretty much got a little bit of a, a points tweak, as did the chariots. I'm pretty sure they all got like five yeah, or ten points yeah. sort of removed so um yeah it's just means that you can squeeze in maybe that extra unit or uh, an extra item in there mm. that's it um, mm. i mean if you take enough an elf cavalry army overall like if you were going for a more cavalry themed mm. army um because oh, you know what, let's just hit it uh stormwind cav are five points cheaper Silver Breeze, 15 and 20, Troop and Regiment. War Chariots, minus 10 for the Troop, minus 15 Regiment, minus 20 for the Horde, and minus 20 for the Legion. So if you wanted to just take heaps of um, cavalry in your Elf Army, uh, I think your overall army would get way cheaper across all the different regiments. Um, You're looking at like a whole extra unit in there, I reckon. Yeah. Um, A decent unit too. So that definitely makes that 
army considerably more viable. And I hate to say it, but yeah, Silverbury's Cav, baby, that's where it's at. And Windborn, Windborn are awesome. But yep. uh, my Ratkin, <laughs> that's like the anti-Ratkin unit. Like it's <laughs> it's faster than all, it can get up beyond all my shooting. It can shoot the crap out of my rats. Like it's pretty good anti-rat tech, but uh, you, you didn't need to know that anyway. It's all right. You know what? Don't take, <laughs> don't take Silverbreeze. Don't worry about no, it. No, it's... We can yeah, edit that out. Don't yes. worry. Yep. Sure. <laughs> Okay, let's get on to my third one for the evening is, uh, let's just stick with the, with the goblins, the giant. Now, the giant comes uh, appears in multiple armies, and this change is across all of them. So, all the stats are the same, but that no longer has uh, Slayer, D6, and Melee as a built-in option. Instead, you have the option of either giving it a great a giant club, which gives it Rampage D6 in Melee, or... A giant cleaver, which gives it Slayer D6. So you can now tailor the giant to be a monster killer or a little dude's killer, which I think is pretty cool. Mm, yeah, depending on your meta that you're playing against, you might want to mix and match it. So, yeah, I like mm. it. And also thematically, well, I guess commercially, uh, the Mantic Giant has the option of taking either a giant cleaver or a giant club. How how good. Mm, so convenient. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I like the idea of just having some upgrades on units as well that aren't just magic item related or, or whatever, something that yep. just sort of changes up the way that the unit plays its specialties. And I think you're, you're probably taking the club the vast majority of the time, but every now and again, you, maybe if your army has trouble, like lacks crushing strength and has trouble dealing with big things, you'll take the cleaver and probably the rest of the time you'll go to the club, but who knows. Yeah, as the goblin player, I will be taking Slayer for the most part if I take a second giant rampage, yeah. just because they don't yeah. have a whole lot of crushing. Checks out, checks out. Yeah, and maybe mm. for some players, it'll be whatever their models got to. Yep, could be. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Getting one of those in the flank though of an infantry unit or a cav unit Ooh. is going to be nasty mm. though. So what's that? Two d six plus eight. Yep. Yeah. Well, d six plus f- eight doubled. Yep. Tripled. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah, okay. Your third pick, Selic. So my third pick for this little mini episode is actually not a buff. Uh, it's actually what? a nerf. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so Nerfs everyone that knows... Fun. No, they aren't fun, but they are they fun are for me. For me. It looks <laughs> like it's all playing against them. <laughs> so for me, I hate auto includes the, the thought of... Uh, you auto include that is a massive turnoff. Hmm. Um, so when we have a look at the ogre list, it was always siege breakers and Nomagarok. Uh, mm-hmm. Those those were the things you just auto added in, and it made me yawn every time I saw it. Um, so Nomagarok has been looked into from the rules committee with with a, a magnifying glass. They didn't want to touch any of the stats, so they left all that, all the magic, all the extra blah 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 special rules. They're all the same. Um, but it did get a bit of a hit with the nerf stick in the points uh, for a, a 25 point increase. So from 140 up to 165. Mm. I wonder how much of a difference that's going to make. I mean, 25 points is quite hefty for a single unit, but he's still pretty good. Yeah. So I think it's still very good for, I think, probably on par, but it's where else are the points inside the ogre list? Um, what's going to change and evolve inside that yeah, space where all of these increases and decreases, how does that sort of finish 
and look mm. for the ogre list. I think. I mean, what I'd like to make mention also is the change with it unlocks because that might affect this Nomagarok change as well. Because mm. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but um, regiments of ogres only the first three unlock characters in War Machines and whatnot. You can't just spam them and unlock everything. Yeah, which I think is. It's a good change and make uh, list writing a bit more interesting. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Right. That, what's, that's an extra one. A little bonus there outside of the yeah, nine. Right. Feeling generous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's your last one. All right. Well, I want to hit the listeners with a real, uh, a real winner, but I assume everyone listening right now is thinking to themselves, Hugh, direct misfire. What about the Ratkin changes? And uh, uh, <laughs> no one's thinking. Don't worry, boys. All. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen out there, I've got your backs. Uh, Ratkin changes. Yeah, there aren't any, at least none that matter. Um, the the <laughs> Ratkin are just super special. Um, you know, obviously the designers looked at them and went, you know what, this list is perfect. I mean, what would I change? Um, so, I mean, even Scurriers, apparently. Perfect. Um, yep. Yeah, still There's worst unit in the game. Scurriers, apparently. Don't at me or do at me, whatever. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> You're up for it. <laughs> I'm up for it. Yeah. What I do want to talk to quickly for the benefit of the listeners is the magic item changes. So kind of rolling a few cheeky ones in here because there's very few. And I figured if we give you all the mag- magic item changes, then when you're thinking about future lists in the new world or whatever, you might make some small adjustments to that. Probably not many except for one, but we'll get to that. So the magic item changes is the Bennett of Abbotshire is gone. Um, for those who don't know, this gave you spell ward or whatever. No one took it. Yep. Who cares? Wine of the nimble, the nimble of elven wine. Which, why'd you write it like that? Why? <laughs> wine of elven kind, isn't that, the, isn't that what it's called? Pencil? Yes, it is. Minus five wine points. So love that because um, it's a really cool item, I reckon, uh, giving no one giving you the cheeky extra rotate or whatever. So making that slightly cheaper yep. makes it slightly more viable. Um the boots of the of Jesse's boots now give Pathfinder as well as Strider for one turn. Mm-hmm. What? They improved it? How could this be? Because the only magic item change that really matters is the Caterpillar Potion is gone. Yay. Woo! My God. Best change. Yeah, baby. That should have been your number one. So what about Maqua? What's he doing now with all these potions? I think Maqua must have retired on his... Just or did he run out of Caterpillars? Pile of money. No, he's just... He's- uh, he's investing in stocks now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Maybe he did cull the land of caterpillars, and now the crops are just growing out of control. Whole ecosystem is mucked up. But yeah, um, good job, Macwa. We've been, um, you know, quite advocates of uh, the caterpillar potion not existing for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see it go. For me, I think it means, and perhaps this contributed to the fact that cavalry. Uh, I mean, it's it's very incorrect to say they went down across the board, but there are a, quite a few units that went down in price very slightly. Maybe that's part of the reason, but you'll have to actually use cavalry like a cavalry unit. You won't just be able to go charge cavalry through the forest. No dramas. Or you still can. You still mm. get one get-out-of-jail-free card with, the, with Jesse's boots uh, for a single turn. But I always thought Jesse's boots were better because of that whole one-turn thing. It makes you think, when am I going to pop it? Like, requires a bit more thought. Mm. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, no more of this caterpillar nonsense on every single heavy cavalry unit in the game. Um, you just have to play around terrain and sort of maybe it means you give you get a bit more variety in them. I hope so. I hope you see some some drunken ram items and some uh, maybe the the helm of 
I courageously encourage myself for whatever it's called. You know, <laughs> all of those lovely magic items that we all know the names of. Let's see them. All right, we better uh, wrap this up or else we're going to tell everyone a book. Yeah, true. Okay, right. <laughs> thanks, fellas, for joining us and letting the listeners know on some pretty juicy changes. Uh, we'll be back soon enough with some more. Thanks, everyone. We'll speak to you soon. Ooh. Thanks, guys. Buff scurries. Thank you for tuning in with my team. Make sure you follow on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, indeed, more than a game. It's a lifestyle, yes, sir. Hope you realize that the math hammer doesn't work. <laughs> we give the people what they desire. Australian war gaming podcast, direct misfire. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, we got plenty more. If you're ready, let's go. Stay tuned, that's for sure. Hey.